You're listening to Oh No Lit Class. Mostly dead authors, fresh takes. Ruining required reading, one book at a time. to Oh No Lit Class in our first episode of March Mini Madness. Madness, 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 madness. I'm Megan. I'm Kate. It's Kate. It is. <laughs> it's Kate. <laughs> the only one, I mean. Yeah, literally... the only the only Kate that matters, who you may recall um, as being the wonderful guest on our Truman Capote episode. Capote, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. And... What you probably more likely know from your podcast. Yes, I have a show called Ignorance Was Bliss, and I also have a show called Life World. So Ignorance Was Bliss is sort of collecting people's stories, whether it is serial killers or podcasters, which have an, a surprising amount in common, actually. and More, more of a, a Venn diagram than you would hope for. <laughs> right, exactly. And so... It's just whatever story that people want to tell me, basically, and just kind of getting to understand where people are at. And then Life World is my show with Derek. Who and you may know from yeah, Rolling, Mis- Rolling Misadventures, that other thing that I do. Exactly. And that is about cybercrime and sort of using the internet as a weapon. So Derek has a true crime show, neener, neener. <laughs> <laughs> also, every time that we record Rolling Misadventures and he plugs Life World, Charles R.O and I are always just like, cybercrime! Because you can't, that's the only good way to say it. Like, it, oh yeah, we do a show about cybercrime. Right? And you want to like, I don't know, spin your mustache or something. Exactly. So uh, this will be sort of the guinea pig for uh, what the next month or so is going to be. And hopefully people won't hate it. Because RJ, as uh, we said last episode, has begun... His grand journey, north, but also south and westward. I don't know how the United (laughs) States works. Yeah, it's not the Oregon Trail, but, you know. It's close. He might die of dysentery. You never know. Aw, he's going to drown fording the river with the oxen. (laughs) And then he's going to have to be RJ the fourth, I think. I think we were up to RJ three at this point. The RJ lore runs deep, but so the uh, structure of these episodes is we're going to have a, a new guest for for each one, many old friends, perhaps some new friends, and we're gonna we're just gonna keep it loose and goosey. I can be loose, but can you be goosey? I can if I've had a couple. Yeah, <laughs> I value the honesty. So what what are we gonna what are we gonna talk about? Kate, I'm just gonna put the here. Let me dump all of this on your shoulders. What are we gonna talk about today for the next twenty to twenty some odd minutes? I mean, for me, you know, when you hit me up about like something literature adjacent, whatever, it happened at a moment where I catch shit from people about not getting pop culture references to the point where I have memorized, though I don't understand why, that I'm supposed to tell people that I'm like Captain America, that I just don't get references. That apparently that's oh. a thing that I just, I don't get that. You were frozen for like 90 years? Also that, yes. <laughs> and I don't watch movies um, ever. I'm hard of hearing and the captioning irritates me. So I don't watch TV. 
and my kids are of ages where they read their own books now. And so I sort of, I, I just, I just don't. You just sit in a corner and look at the wall. I podcast is what I do. <laughs> like that's I mean, that's, I look, do. that's the same thing. Let's be real. You're just talking while you look at the wall. Exactly. And so I had somebody not too long ago kind of lose their itty bitty mind about what do you mean you've never read Harry Potter? How can you have never read Harry Potter? It is the single best series of books in the history of books and you need to read it now. And I... I hate that. It's book shaming. No, it's book shaming, which is absolutely a thing. And and there is a, a wide and varied continuum of book shaming from, like you said, the popular culture end. Where people are like, never read Harry Potter, which um, I think we've joked about on the show. Archie's never read Harry Potter either. He just wasn't in the, the right kind of age group when it hit. He's never seen any of the movies. He very patiently accompanied me to Harry Potter World and Universal Studios while I just walked around like, <gasps> it's, it's like it's real. And he was just kind of like, I'm going to eat all of this weird wizard candy. And I'm like, that is your right. <laughs> I mean, putting up with me. We did. We went to Harry Potter World also in uh, March of last year. I mean, literally, like we stood in line for a roller coaster for I don't know a year and a half, and we went on this roller coaster and left. And like that was my entire Harry Potter experience. I, you know, I live in Salem, Massachusetts. Right? (laughs) I live in Salem, Massachusetts. There is a Harry Potter store in Salem, and a lot of people who come visit me want to go there. And I'm like, okay, it's they sell things sure let's go it's just exactly you know part of what you're talking about you know i'm not the right age also the first book came out the year that i had my daughter or very close to that time frame around 2000 and i i had this thought of like oh here comes this series of books how lovely right around the time the last book comes out she'll be at a good age for me to read it with her then the little shithead went and read it herself (laughs) I I have a, a vaguely similar because it came out. I was in fifth grade and or fourth fourth or fifth grade. I don't remember. And our teacher was reading it to the the class. We were doing like a read along, and she read too fucking slow. And I didn't like it, so I checked it out of the library and I read it myself. And then I tore through the rest of them. But so the thing about book shaming, apart from it being fucking annoying, because see, I get I've gotten it on the other end. Because I went to grad school for books because I'm an idiot. And so I got, you know, like, you've never read Infinite Jest? What? What? You've never read any George Saunders? What? are You call yourself a writer? And I'm sitting here like, I don't know who that is. There are 12 YA books in my backpack right now. (laughs) Right? And in some of the books are like, like, one of my favorite authors is Jane Austen. And I have plowed through you know sort of the full canon including her unfinished works and and blah blah blah. like cool cool i haven't read the bronte sisters you're not missing anything (laughs) you know what i mean like i get the it's dark people go insane got it okay noted pretty much that's what happens when you drink your dead family member's corpse water on accident (laughs) i mean you know and I just, I, 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 Nathaniel Hawthorne, I, I have, I've not, what was the, uh, there's another, uh, Lord of the Flies, never read it. See, that's what our, that's what our show is here for. I know, I'm (laughs) saying, so like, I sound so much smarter now, when I can both 
make references and dick jokes. Like it's it's very exciting. It's a public service we we are happy to. Provide. I appreciate that. I am grateful. <laughs> but like, yeah, I get I get shit from people, and I'm like, you know, I'm not illiterate or stupid. You know, like either of those things. So bite me. I don't know that you're not illiterate. To be fair, read read something, Kate. You do it right now. You prove it to me. Book. Read a book. Read, a, read it right now in front of God and everyone. I, I am. Uh, the only thing I can show you immediately at hand is I have post-it notes. And on the post-it note, it says, sociopath pizza. <laughs> That's not a chain restaurant that I don't. I think I would visit. Um, I totally would. You, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> but so the thing about book shaming that I think I was starting to say before, before I got distracted by my own thoughts, uh, is that not only is it a dick move, it's wildly counterproductive. Because saying, you know, oh my god, you've never read XYZ? Were you born in a cave? Were you in Plato's The Allegory of the Cave? Did you grow up watching shadows on the wall, unaware that there was a real world until you were brought outside, blinking in the harsh sunlight <laughs> at the reality of which you, you could not really truly believe? which is essentially the basis for The Matrix. Another thing that if you haven't seen, people will go, you haven't seen The Matrix? <laughs> but yeah, it's not, that's not going to make someone be like, you're right. I should go read Harry Potter right now. I, I have it upstairs and I won't. Like, I literally won't <laughs> read it. And I don't even have any shame about it anymore. Like, I tried at one point with my kids to kind of family read along, whatever. And I got like, however many pages in too many and i'm from upstate new york and there's not much of an accent to upstate new york but we are all stupid when it comes to the short a sound we don't say it right so i can't right i can't say it and so the character hagrid i can't i can't say hagrid i can't do it like it just doesn't come out that way and every time i'd say hagrid and my daughter would correct me and i was finally like do you know what Fuck Hagrid and fuck this book. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. You know what I mean? Like I, I love that. Hey, uh, I was about to say Hagrid. Look what you did to me. Just for one <laughs> second. Um, that Hagrid is the one that gives gave you trouble because me and a whole generation of children my age, when the first movie came out in 2011, were like, Hermione. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you what? <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I spent, okay, so let's see, that came in 2000, so I spent about two to three years, uh, being like, Hermione. Hermione. Yeah. Her yeah, Hermione. It's, it's a weird name, but hey, they're British. There's an <laughs> Albus running around. Hermione. And so, yeah, you see the movie and you were just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah and yeah, and so absolutely, the, I have dug in about like, no, I won't read those. No, you can't make me. And I mean, there's so many other, there's so many good reasons to not have read Harry Potter outside of just general, like, I was not the right age for this, or I'm not interested in, like, fantasy stories. Because, you know, now we can look back. It's, it's so funny. I have a friend, one of my, my best friends in, in the world, that she grew up with the, the series around the same time. She loves it so much. She was in, uh, she grew up in Jamaica, but they had the same sort of uh, structure with their schools where they put people in like where it was like boarding school and you put into like houses and stuff like that so she said she, when she was reading it she was like it's like my life and she's had a very hard time sort of revisiting it as adult and reconciling uh a lot of the 
the problematic parts and the fact that like Dumbledore was an asshole because like in her head Dumbledore was like the the wonderful like grandfather that she didn't have in real life and so it being like you know it's like wow this was a, a dickhead who manipulated a child and prepared him to be murdered at the end of his teenage years when you kind of step back and look at that whole thing or you know the I mean it's well trodden ground with like Severus Snape was actually an absolutely creepy douchebag and that's even without going into things like let's name a character Cho Chang and pretend it's not kind of racist and uncomfortable and then if we even get meta if you want to get meta now and be like, you should read Harry Potter, you could just be like, the woman who wrote Harry Potter is a fuckhead. I mean, to get technical, that's exactly what she is. <laughs> and and I mean, and that's part of it, too, is that, it, I mean, it, you know how it is like with podcasting, with art, with writing, whatever, is that how much do you separate the art from the artist? Yes, yeah, and that's something that on this show we have we have to reckon with a lot because, you know, a lot of the books that we tackle were written in a different time by authors who were racist or misogynistic or anti-Semitic or y- y- you hit, like, shithead bingo with authors like H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, you have to have this moment of, like, okay, is this piece of work, you know, how important is it to me? And, like, my brother is an example where he read, like, H.P. Lovecraft's stuff very early on. It was very formative to him. But he also acknowledges that H.P. Lovecraft was a fuckhead, and he feels like, okay, like, I could do both. I could enjoy this, but at the same time be like, this this man was a bastard man. Um, I think it's easier to do also when the people who made the thing are long dead. Yeah. Well, no, absolutely. There's a certain degree of, like, I don't want the fuckhead to profiteer from being a fuckhead. Right. Right. But... They were all, I, th- I mean, I think by definition, artists have to be a little bit insane, you know, because that's bit. how you see, you know, you see the world differently in order to produce something that qualifies as art. And how do you see the world differently is by being a little bit fucked up. Like, I mean, and I'm a podcaster, guilty, you know, <laughs> it just, it just is. And, <laughs> and so, like, I accept that degree of sort of twisted reality in some way. And sometimes it's, depression or anxiety and sometimes it's sociopathy and narcissism and racism and all of the isms that are bad you know whatever once they're dead it's like okay i can enjoy your work and you're not going to profit from it and so we're all good and when you're alive and tweeting on the reg and doubling down on you know what god i see that's the thing like i have to literally rack my brain to be like what was the most recent thing she said that was fucking horrible and i believe it was just doubling down in support of you know not respecting the rights of trans people which is like why are you even weighing in on this if you would just be quiet that'd be real cool you don't actually have a pony in this race you know, you just don't. Exactly. Yeah, you got you got no dog in this fight. Or, you know, if you're gonna talk, you could be like uh, what a lot of people have been pointing to as sort of the anti-Rawling uh, is. So are you familiar with the Animorphs book series? Familiar with. I've not. I've not read. You're totally gonna. You've never <laughs> read. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was definitely books for weird kids. But 
there's like a prevailing sort of like fan thing that one of the characters is gay and this was never canonized but it's like a very very popular sort of fan theory and and just sort of accepted and uh k.a applegate the author of the Anwar series has tweeted like you know i was writing this in like the early 90s this really didn't like you know the the idea of sort of inclusivity and to that level hadn't really occurred to me you know, i'd like to think if i was writing it now i would you know do better but also if you want to view this character that way like a hundred percent go for it that's super valid you know and then you have people like se hinton who's also tweeting who you know wrote uh the outsiders who's like if you say that fucking Derry and johnny are gay then you're then i'm gonna come to your house and punch you in i'm gonna the take face. away your birthday that's all there is to it <laughs> your birthday is gone it's mine. now i have it <laughs> It's my birthday now. <laughs> Shit, I really like that. I'm going to I'm going to flip that. I'm going to use that up. It's like, nope. I'm sorry, J.K. Rowling. I've taken your birthday. You have no birthday left. It's I, mine. I, I'm going to come and take away your birthday. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're not allowed anymore. Now I have multiple. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's more cake. Like it seems like many many wins here. But I mean, exactly. It's this like I understand that the author has to immerse themselves in their own world when they are writing. That's how you maintain consistency from book to book and, you know, the relationships between characters and that at least in the author's mind, if not in an actual physical way, they've got the corkboard with the red string, you know, like a, like a true crime setup, figuring out the connections between everybody. Like, I, I thought that's all cool. But once you put it out in the world, it's like, okay, like I know, I know a bunch of uh, audio drama podcasters and 99% of them would be delighted to get fan art, right? You know, to see how a oh, listener yeah. reimagines something that they that they created. But there's always that one percent where they're like, "That's not what they look like." Is that- yeah, you did you did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, look, it's out of your head now. It's out into the world. You don't get to do this anymore. It's not yours alone. As soon as you publish anything, it's not yours alone. Absolutely, yeah. No, you you kind of have to deal with that sort of like death of the author kind of thing um or you or you kind of ride the line neil gaiman has uh caught some shit for sort of riding this line where i think it's like good omens has been the thing recently because that got the tv adaptation and uh have have you read good omens (laughs) how could you have never read good no i love that book he wrote it in conjunction with terry pratchett who was a delightful man who is unfortunately uh no longer living but so there are two main characters in it and like look i get that a lot of fandom you know they see gay wherever they look they're pretty they're pretty they're pretty gay like you can make plenty of argument that they're pretty gay and he's kind of like written this thing of like oh yeah if you want to see it that way that's that's totally cool like that's fine they're not though but if you want to interpret it that way, you absolutely can. But they're not, though. <laughs> but you can, you can, you can, no. But if you want to read it that way and it's important to you, then that's all that matters. But they're not, though. <laughs> yeah. I just want to put that, I just want to put that out there. Well, and that's, that's, it's like, I, I understand that that's not what they were in your head when you wrote the book. But if that's what people see, then, you know, be honored that people are so invested in your world that they are taking that step beyond your written narrative into their own imagining of it you know yeah or the, or they're they're finding inclusive spaces where you may not have even intended them which is that was why i liked what k k a applegate said so much where it was like you know she copped to 
no, like when I wrote this, I didn't think that. But that it's super cool that you've sort of found this space even where I didn't intentionally make it. And, you know, that's something that I'll like think about in the future, you know, like that as as a writer who's sort of working on you know, my own stuff. Like I tried to make it very inclusive because that's the thing that I would want to read. But if someone read something in my work that was, if it was like LGBT inclusive or some other kind of thing that I didn't intend there, yeah, I'd be fucking tickled. I mean, I would say, you know, I feel like you ought to cop to it if you didn't intend it just because otherwise you're like taking credit for, for things you didn't do. And so, yeah, I would be like, you know, I didn't do that intentionally, but like, that's fucking rad. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, I think it's it's comparable to there are books that go racist. There are books that go homophobic in their own ways that aren't necessarily intended that way. But it shows yes. up. Yeah. And it's it's up to the author then to cop to that. Yeah, absolutely. That either, yeah, they were writing, like maybe they were younger and they, 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 they wrote some dumb shit that they didn't look back on and go, hmm. I could have done better. And it's like, yeah, you could double down or you could just say, I was younger I or I just did not know better. This is not a good thing I did. And you are, you know, if someone points it out, it's like, yep, you're right. I will strive to be better in the future. But a lot of people have a really hard time, especially when it comes to creative shit, you know. Like, you wrote a book, you poured your fucking heart and soul into it, and it's like, you don't want to admit that you did a, that you did bad things, especially if you didn't mean to. If you weren't doing it on purpose, because, you know, I'm sure someone's saying, like, well, how could you, how could you be, ac- <laughs> oopsie-daisy, accidental racist? But it's like, you know, that shit is ingrained socially. All of us that makes to systemic, institutionalized stuff, like, you know, racism, are sort of kind of racist in ways that we don't realize unless we're, you know, purposefully and consciously reckoning with them. So yeah, you could write a work of fiction and accidentally give it racist overtones. And the fact is, if people put it out to you, you ought to just cop to it. Well, I mean, and that's, that's a, like, somehow, a lot of times what happens, I think, is that people try to focus on, I'm going to make this, say, not racist, or I'm not going to make it classist or ableist or whatever ist, you know, but... There's only, there are limits. Like, we all have limits and we all have our own crusades that, you know, our own flags that we fly. And it's okay if somebody ends up like, look, I was trying to be super inclusive, uh, you know, in terms of gender identity and sexual orientation. And so I fucked up about being inclusive in terms of race and demographics. You know, A plus for trying because a lot of people don't even try. Yeah, no, definitely. That's the other thing is, yeah, you can't, there's no physical way to do everything all at once because that's how you get glee <laughs> glee was a goddamn train wreck and that's why a lot of people say in a way to kind of sort of i don't want to say stay in your lane because that's not quite right but to maybe like tackle an issue that's sort of closest to you and your experiences and that's also why they say talk to people who have experienced certain things but yeah you you, you can't you can be something really important for some group. You can't be everything to every group. It's absolutely not possible. Right. And then you just own it. You know, you just accept like, yeah, yep. sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll try again. Yep. So, I mean, that's part of it, too, is that that I end up getting so frustrated with, oh, you have to read this thing. You have to watch this thing. Like, there are reasons that I don't. And instead of having people at, like some of it's petty shit, like I don't read Harry Potter because my kid read it before me and fuck that. 
like kid drew and everything right so like that's petty hey spite is a perfectly valid reason to do to do or not do a thing you know i operate on caffeine and spite like that's pretty much where i'm at in my life right now uh that's a that's a that's a hot topic (laughs) t-shirt right but there are things like you know a lot of things uh game of thrones for instance never got into it because it's not sort of my genre in the first place and then I didn't watch the show because it was poorly captioned and I'm hard of hearing Mm. and I don't like being shamed for not watching a thing when it's like, wait, you don't understand why I didn't watch the thing. No, absolutely. And those are good reasons to not have watched a thing. See, I just didn't watch Game of Thrones because I don't give a shit. Also that. But that's the thing that it shouldn't have to uh, matter if someone's like, you never read and or watched Game of Thrones. You shouldn't have to sit down and be like, okay. Look, this is not captioned well. I have hearing problems, like X, Y, Z. Like, if, in order to be counted as like a valid decision to not engage with Game of Thrones, you just be like, I don't give a fuck, and that should be enough of a right? reason. So yeah, I mean, I have my list of books that I've just—I've never read Twilight. I've never read all of uh, Lord of the Rings, I, I, and I have no shame about this. Like, nor should you. I, you know, I'm delighted that they brought Glee to people, but not to me. Yeah, I've never. Never read Lord of the Rings either. I read, I think I made it through the first book, but there was some skimming and then I got part of the way through the second and I was like, this is too hard and I don't want to anymore. Um, and <laughs> you had said off mic that you read The Hobbit. I did not make it through The Hobbit either. And The Hobbit is the one for children. The Hobbit is the one that old Jolkin, Rolkin, Stolkin, Tolkien wrote with children in mind. And I got to the part where Gandalf, des- or was, is it Gandalf? Somebody's describing a chair in really great detail. And the ADHD baby brain was just like, no, if I go to Harry Potter instead, I can get my dopamine right the fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> with Hagrid? But yes, with Hagrid and Hermione and the whole gang. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I feel like we've kind of brought it full circle. We, co- we covered a whole range of stuff here. Which is great. This is what happens when you're having a conversation with a person and they're not stopping to play Pitbull on their iPad. <laughs> well, I could do that. But... No, 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 no. We've been doing so well here. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on and facilitating this lovely conversation. And um, how about you? How about you plug your biz one more time? Sure. I mean, thank you. It was super fun. It's. It, it, I was telling you off mic. I haven't recorded in a long time because I had an oral surgery last month, and so being back on mic, like I was jonesing. Um, I got the itches. I really do. So I, my two shows, uh, "Ignorance Was Bliss," is the first one that I started. I just passed two years with Yay. that, and I know that's right. We were like birthday twins almost. <laughs> And so it is, you know, about collecting people's stories of all types. I started off very true crime. And then after a while, I realized this is fairly toxic. Let's move a little aside. So it's still true crime some of the time, but it's also just just collecting stories about whatever people want to talk about. And I released like 27 episodes a week on that one. So there's that. Yeah, you're you're a beast. It's terrifying, quite honestly. As as a (laughs) show that releases two episodes a month. (laughs) Yeah, it's I mean, it's an addiction. I, I own it. And um, then my other show is called Life World, and it is about, do it. Cybercrime! That is what it is about. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, crimes that could not happen without the use of the internet. All right. Awesome. So that will about do it 
for this mini mini March Madness or wait, I gotta do it. Mini March Madness, 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 Madness episode of Ono oh Lit Class. Please be sure to join us next week for whatever's going to happen next. I don't know yet. We'll see. That's the beauty of madness. <laughs> I'm Megan. I'm Kate. We love you. Bye. That kind of went off on a journey. We'll see how well that gets edited. It's fine. It's, you know, welcome to my life.